Welcome to another episode of the Property Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge, and every episode I aim to bring you helpful hints and tips that I hope will help you make and save tens of thousands of dollars off your market insights that uh, ensure that you're making the very best decisions, regardless of what it might be that's coming next on your real estate journey. And today, I'm sharing with you what is going on in my marketplace, which went into lockdown this morning. So today's podcast is a recording of my Facebook Live that are made just moments after that announcement. Well, the sun is shining, the birds are singing, yet a cloud has descended upon us, that of COVID-19. 2020 has been, well, a very interesting year. Um, And today has been one of the most interesting of days. So, let me break it down for you. Let me give you a strong sense as to how COVID shutdown number two here in South Australia is likely to affect the real estate market. And of course, now we do have some precedent and we've got some uh, key indicators and at least a strategy by which we can uh, deal with this better uh, than perhaps we, we did uh, the first time around. So um, now this time around, unlike last time, um, we are not able to continue to show properties. So uh, I do note that on the guidance that's been provided by the government, and I'll just draw that up for you now, that the following will be permitted to remain operational to maintain critical services only. So I wouldn't deem real estate as being part of that. So critical infrastructure, including power, telecommunications and water, uh, supermarket for essential services, uh, medical supplies and medical services, uh, public transport, uh, airports and essential freight, uh, petrol stations will remain open, uh, post offices and banking institutions, childcare and schools for essential workers only. Veterinary clinics will remain open, uh, essential agricultural services. Uh, factories remain open for essential machinery upkeep and production of essential products only. Uh, mining and smelting for uh, continuity and to prevent damage and um, and people will only be able to leave the house for the following reasons uh, to go to work as an emergency services worker or to uh, uh, or as a worker providing essential services for agricultural work uh, the receiving uh, to receive medical care uh, including uh, seeking COVID testing so uh, Maybe that'll be your fun day out for the next uh, six days anyway, as I'm heading out to the COVID station. Uh, to obtain medical supplies, um, one person from the household once a day uh, can attend supermarkets to obtain essential supplies, um, organise end-of-life visits, um, in uh, and of course in emergency situations you'll be allowed to leave the home. But if you do leave the home, you'll be required to do so Uh, wearing a mask. Um, So the following businesses will be closed. So anybody who thought this is great, I'm going to go home for the next uh, six days, I'm going to order in pizza. Well, I'm sorry to say that takeaway food services uh, will be closed. Uh, Shops excluding essential food services. Uh, So it looks like just the the big box uh, supermarket conglomerates will be remaining open. Uh, Universities and tertiary education facilities, um, they're shut. Pubs, restaurants, cafes, food courts, all gone, all shut. Uh, elective surgery, uh, except for cancer. So uh, those that um, 
uh, are awaiting cancer surgery um, needn't wait any longer. Open inspections and auctions. So uh, some real estate agents have reached out to me today on this very point. Um, here it says quite clearly open inspections and auctions and a lot of agents have said to me does that open the door to private viewings? Well my interpretation of this is that no it doesn't leave us open to uh, private viewings because that would be non-essential travel and the people going to the property um, that's not essential um, so unless there's an immediate threat of homelessness i don't see that there's an essential uh, nature to uh, showing properties uh, by appointment um, it would appear and last time uh, this occurred that um, showing properties uh, even as we get out of this hard lockdown and maybe in that secondary period that's projected to be for another eight days after this initial six day lockdown that we could show property again but I would say that that would be vacant and owner occupied property and that tenanted property will be excluded until such time as the, the threat of transmission um, is reduced to the extent that it satisfies um, SA Health. So um, I would say that if you're living in a tenanted property that is currently on the market, then the agent shouldn't be knocking on the door with buyers over uh, the next uh, six days and perhaps uh, the eight days they're following. Um, so, um, and it, I would say that probably open inspections and auctions are probably likely to remain off the agenda for that other eight day period that's projected uh, beyond this initial hard shutdown. The, what they're already talking of as being the soft shutdown. Um, and we might be able to return to uh, private viewings because of course, you know, people still need to buy a home. There's still a lot of people that need to be securing a property between now and Christmas and who are needing to move before the start of the uh, next school year and so uh, we, we might see that need uh, arise to the extent that the government um, permit us to start showing property through safely uh, by appointment as we did in the first shutdown. So a few critical things for people that are actually waiting for settlement to occur and I know uh, today I've had many phone calls from people. Um, I've got two settlements myself occurring tomorrow, two very different situations um, and I'll talk you through how it is that we've uh, engineered our way uh, a, a solution uh, for all of the clients involved in both of those circumstances but we've also got settlements due for next week. So let me just walk you through some of the options um, if you're in contract at the moment. So let's just say you're you're a buyer, you've uh, just over uh, the last few weeks, you've entered into a contract um, and let's say with most contracts there are clauses and conditions to be satisfied. Um, if you're outside of your cooling off period but you are waiting for finances to be approved, um, then you really do need to just check in with your broker or your lending institution just to see if this shutdown in South Australia is likely to affect your application. Now, you'd be surprised as to the extent that these applications are processed interstate and uh, often even overseas. And so the, the lockdown here in Adelaide might not necessarily uh, have any hold up to your application whatsoever. But when it comes to practically doing things like signing documentation and the like, uh, unless the lender is going to permit you to do that by way of DocuSign, then you may need to physically sign documents and that's where uh, you might run into a little bit of uh, trouble. So I would suggest to anybody who's got a settlement that's occurring between now and the next two weeks that they really do need to talk to the agent about planning that out and being really open and communicative about their personal circumstance and what it is that um, they need to do in order to um, avoid 
hardship um, in this circumstance. So, uh, and that can work up and down the line. Now, I'll share with you the examples of uh, the couple of situations that I'm dealing with right now. So we've got two properties that are due to settle tomorrow. Uh, one of those is vacant, but it doesn't settle until lunchtime tomorrow, uh, meaning that if the purchaser the purchaser couldn't come and pick up his keys, of course, because one, uh, we wouldn't be there for him to pick up his keys. We can't even greet him with his keys uh, at this juncture because I'm not allowed to leave uh, the house in order to go and meet him there at the property and, and uh, hand over the keys. And uh, and so we've got this real narrow window of opportunity between now and midnight where this purchaser can move, but he doesn't yet own the home. So we engage a mechanism uh, called, or an instrument, a legal instrument called a license agreement. Now, a license agreement is a common law agreement. Think of it kind of like a lease, but being a common law agreement and not a statutory agreement, there's no bond required. Um, it can subsist uh, for, uh, uh, for a limited period of time or a flexible period of time in order to accommodate circumstances like this. And in practice, it permits the purchaser to move into the property. They take it as they see it, uh, notwithstanding any defects that the property might have. In other words, they, they're walking in as they purchased it. And if there's any breakdown to of, of any of the improvements to the property, so let's just say the air conditioning packs in or the oven doesn't work or uh, the dishwasher uh, stops uh, working, then uh, that is all on the on the purchaser, the incoming purchaser. Um, it's not on the vendor. So the purchaser moves into the property. They inspect the property first to make sure they're happy with it, and as it, and it's as represented during the course of the marketing campaign. They then they sign off on the agreement, and that permits them to occupy the property to use it as though it were their own until such time settlement takes place. Now, uh, settlement now um, is done electronically, and you might have heard me talk about PEX over recent times and during the last shutdown I made a big deal about PEXA and the reason for that is because at that point in time it wasn't mandated it wasn't a requirement and now very much it is uh, in other words an electronic lodgement means that the conveyances don't physically need to attend the lands titles office meaning that tomorrow these settlements can take place because they're occurring electronically and not in person and that the land titles office as conveyances might have done in years gone by so this is in itself has meant that in a practical sense, these settlements uh, won't be postponed at all um, unless the purchaser and the vendor agree to postpone it. So we've got that one situation where the, the vendor's been gracious enough to accommodate uh, the purchaser's request to get a quick move on uh, ahead of midnight tonight. We're going to move that particular gentleman into his first home. He's super excited and it's a joy to be able to make some real estate dreams come true during these very, very difficult times. But it means that that particular gentleman can now move into his nice new home and uh, and spend the next six days painting it and making it perfect for himself uh, rather than being stuck in his investment property. So that uh, it was not his investment, it was stuck in his rental property um, and uh, paying off somebody else's mortgage rather than his uh, very own. So he's very excited. He's got the keys a little bit early and he's making a move. Now, the other situation is a little bit more complex that we've sold the property. It's a cash and unconditional contract. It, it settles tomorrow. Um, the purchaser was uh, hopeful of uh, gaining possession and start to move bits and pieces down tomorrow. The purchaser is moving from a regional area, but the shutdown permits that move from taking place. It also means that our vendors can't move into their new home. So we've got a couple of options in that situation. We can um, extend the settlement period 
Um, and uh, so that would just mean that the money doesn't transact now and then once the restrictions permit the uh, purchaser and the vendor to once again be able to move, then we can uh, set a new settlement date in accommodation of that or as we've done in this situation where the purchaser was still happy to settle. And the purchaser, um, if it means ultimately somebody will be looking after the property during that period of time, uh, is very content to leave the vendor there for as long as they need to now be able to make that move. So it certainly is taking the pressure off. Uh, now we've done the license agreement in this case in reverse, permitting the vendor to stay in the property legally until such time as settlement takes place. Um, and in both of these situations, the clients have been very happy to have these license agreements put in place at no cost to the other party. So in other words, there's no rent changing hands here. Everybody's just happy to help everyone. Now, usually a license agreement kind of does subsist in a very similar way to a lease agreement, and there would be a, a payment or a license fee that is representative of roughly market value for rent. But in these quite extraordinary circumstances, all parties have come together in order to make this happen in the most stress-free manner for everyone. And and certainly from my perspective as the agent involved the meat in the sandwich, it's, uh, it's been uh, a pleasure to deal with people of such goodwill um, who are so kind-hearted uh, in accommodation of uh, other people's uh, situations. Um, and I guess we are ultimately all in this together, as they say. So uh, that's been quite remarkable. But I'll, I'll continue on. So the uh, other industries that... Uh, uh, will close uh, as of midnight tonight. Uh, fly and fly out workers, aged care and disability facility will go into lockdown. Now, um, I've had phone calls uh, today, and one in particular from a gentleman whose wife works in the aged care sector, and it does appear that she won't even be able to return home if she's going to continue being of service um, to the aged care facility. So it looks like for the next six days, she'll be camping out at the retirement village and. Um, and he will, uh, uh, maybe he'll have a bit of fun at home by himself, I'm not sure, but uh, obviously a stressful time and I shouldn't make light of it. So holiday homes and other uh, holiday accommodation, um, that, that will be closed. So um, uh, if you were thinking about escaping, you'd already booked a little getaway um, and you were <laughs> just fortunate enough to start that from uh, before midnight tonight. Um, unfortunately, uh, that's a no-go for you now too. And, th and they're not able to take any further bookings either, which is quite remarkable because you'd imagine um, that's exactly what I'd like to do. You'd imagine that holiday accommodation people would be uh, wanting to think the best and, and to start planning for maybe a time in the not too distant future where we're reopening and people can once again um, enjoy those those regional getaways that have become so popular since the, since the first shutdown. Uh, so outdoor sports, fitness and exercise will not be permitted. So you're not allowed to go outside for any reason, not for your morning walk, um, which I love my morning walk. My dog loves my morning walk. We're both... Well, she's a Labrador and I'm a human version of that, so uh, an anticipate a little bit more of um, uh, ISO weight going on here. So um, uh, so travel, uh, regional travel will not be uh, permitted at all. So you can imagine that the, they'll be enforcing that on all of the main uh, regional arterial routes. So there you have it. If you haven't been able to isolate that information already, you can go now to the uh, COVID-19 uh, response page on uh, the... Uh, 
Health SA website or SA Health website. Um, now that did take a little while after the press conference to pop up, and um, I did note myself, um, and I had messages from others that were frustrated by the fact they weren't able to access this information sooner. So I thought it was worth just stepping you through uh, the fact sheet um, that's now available from the government if you've been unable to uh, jump online and find it for yourself. So in a practical sense, we've got several people, uh, several properties that were ready for release this week. And in some cases, we'll still release those properties to market um, and, and go for a, a longer gestation period before the first open. Um, this, I, I am anticipating that this shutdown period will have a very, very similar effect on uh, property activity as the last one uh, did. Um, and so let's just recap on what happened last time. And it was quite, um, I guess, uh, counterintuitive what happened last time. Many people, and I guess the, the, the pundits that are out there, that uh, 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 the talking heads on TV, uh, the so-called experts, um, were all suggesting that we were heading for a, a 20%. Uh, we also saw uh, the ABC um, uh, suggesting that 33% of uh, property value uh, would uh, uh, would. Uh, be uh, affected. So they were talking about a huge drop in values uh, back in March. Of course, we've seen quite the opposite take place. And in South Australia over recent times, we've seen new record prices, new record median prices. And certainly um, in my own experience over the last month or so, I've set five record prices personally myself. And that's been in extremely competitive uh, in, uh, negotiations um, with multiple offers. Um, this is quite unprecedented, the recent real estate activity. Um, what we have found though, is that the pool of buyers isn't necessarily that deep, but that the availability of stock is so low that uh, those new releases are experiencing huge amounts of competition. Now, come week four, week five, week six on the market, if those properties are still available, then um, it can return to being a bit of a struggle and you're really only dealing with the buyers there that are then just working their way into the market. Whereas early on, you're dealing with all of that pent up interest of people that have been looking for six to eight weeks, spending their real estate, we're at weekends with real estate agents, um, super keen to buyer often cases if they don't buy in the next uh, six to eight weeks then they're likely to be homeless or the lease is going to run out or their home's going to settle and so they won't have anywhere to go and so those really motivated buyers that have been circling the market for the best part of the last couple of months um, they're out there and that interest is compounded by those newbies that enter the market and there's always a, a gaggle of those people that come to market on a weekly basis now some of those people leave the market without ever buying they just go into investigation and consideration stage and don't ever actually enter transactional uh, stage but there is that core of buyers that hangs around because they have to they have to find that next home now there's enough of those people out there at the moment where this uh, the, the competition amongst those people is forcing uh, property prices up and uh, we've seen that with the three bedroom two living area home in Parallel selling for 475 with multiple offers over 470,000 an unprecedented result another three bedroom two living area 22 year old home uh, selling with over 42 groups through the property in the first open inspection and selling for $415,000. We've had a three bedroom, two living area, 10 year old uh, home at Springbank Waters sell for 400 nearly $440,000. Um, we've uh, had an outstanding result with a record price at Lewiston at $790,000 after selling in the in the first week or so. So th those types of results have almost, almost become the new normal when it comes to to real estate. One, one of the things that's consistent across all of those property releases is that they all sold really well in the first week or so. 
still there's still some great prices being had for properties that take a little bit longer than that to sell but the reality is is that there's never been a better sellers market in terms of pricing and early competition uh, for people to uh, to be entering into and so my suggestion to people that are uh, on on the brink um, on the precipice um, they're um, they're staring into the abyss and they're wondering whether or not they should be releasing their property to market between now and Christmas well it's interesting because I, I think what happens is that you do get seller paralysis so people in uncertain times naturally uh, hesitate and in some cases recoil and so those people that are today thinking about coming to market between now and Christmas or maybe we're thinking should we just be cheeky and drop it on the market and see if we can get that quick sale uh, before uh, before we enter the Christmas period well the chances of that happening at the moment uh, are quite high I mean certainly not in the next six days uh, maybe even the next 14 but certainly um, up and up until the last 24 hours the chances of the uh, actuating sale between now and Christmas have been higher than they've ever been uh, before but for those uh, there will be a lot of those people that are out there at the moment that are just about ready uh, to press the button on a release that might not come to market at all. Um, in other words, their circumstances have changed. They've lost confidence in uh, not just maybe selling, but maybe even buying. Um, maybe they've lost confidence in their uh, income. Maybe they're now unsure as to how the bank will reflect upon them now that their uh, financial circumstances might have shifted. Um, and so there'll be a, a fair percentage of those people who won't be coming to market now that have previously planned to come to market. Um, but those people that otherwise are, are ready to go, then this is a fantastic opportunity uh, to be ready. Now, we've got several properties, uh, very, very fortunately, that we were due to release this week and next week, where we've already got the marketing collateral together. Um, and now those properties, we're, we're going to go to market anyway and, uh, and not do what we normally do. So normally we would drop a property on the market on a Wednesday, Thursday afternoon, do our first open inspection on a Saturday, Sunday, and then have a follow-up inspection during the week on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. Obviously, we can't do the inspections, um, but there's nothing wrong in getting these properties out there. Why? Because as I said before, there's hardly anything out there. And, and we do know that people's attention is going to shift after the next few days. Um, obviously, today and tomorrow, the dust has really got to settle. Uh, then thereafter, people start, you know, uh, wondering about, you know, things once again, you know, surprisingly, uh, it's surprising how quickly humans um, want to seek out the normal. And um, and so they'll, they'll return to those patterns of behaviour that they uh, were already engaged in previously. And if that's that buying or selling real estate, they'll, they'll soon start, you know, getting back onto that, that bandwagon. They'll start uh, researching and developing and deriving information, um, even though they mightn't have the ability physically to be able to go out there and transact or inspect properties themselves. But there'll be an information gathering Mode. And I think that serves as a great opportunity for anybody who already has their marketing collateral together to go to market anyway. And, uh, and if that's you, my suggestion is press the button um, in the next day or two. Um, and, uh, and I think you'll enjoy uh, a, a huge amount of online uh, activity. Now, very, very fortunately, my Facebook page, for instance, uh, derives uh, an enormous amount of activity, a huge amount of engagement, and reaches, you know, in, in some cases, 100,000 people in a month. Now, in, in that situation, just imagine how many more people in shutdown 
who aren't working, who are craving um, distraction of some kind, will be turning to social media. And, you know, you, I would say you'd really want to be on the market with the agent that's dominating that space. And, you know, I'd like to think that's me right now. So for those people, uh, we've got uh, four of them. We'll be releasing those properties to market uh, during the shutdown period. And so providing people with that information, buyers with that information, um, and uh, that they hopefully need uh, to make a decision to put us on the list uh, of properties to view uh, once this lockdown is all over. So um, so that's what we're planning to do with those ones. Um, there uh, naturally are other those properties that are currently on the market. Um, this serves as a bit of a resting point for those properties. Um, I, I would suggest that there's uh, actually not much that we can do, but if you've been on the market for more than a month or so anyway, uh, often agents will recommend that you rest. Although th this market's so good, many will persist and press on, and I certainly have over recent times and go for maybe two months of open inspections before having a rest because the chances of sale every weekend are just so high given the how good the market has been so um, but the reality is is that in a traditional market you'd rest a property after a month or so anyway look to reset price perhaps and then reboot and re-release and so and that's pretty much what we're going to do with those existing listings that have been on the market a little while this gives us an opportunity to review those campaigns uh, to look to make any adjustments in prices where necessary and then look to reboot and re-release those properties to market. So hopefully uh, garnering more activity. So you'll see that on my Facebook page as well. You'll see some listings that you might have noticed uh, from a month or two ago, all of a sudden re-emerge, refreshed at a new price. And um, we hope uh, attracting a whole lot more uh, attention. Um, as a result of all of that additional attention that's going to be focused on our screens that inevitably uh, live in our pockets. So. So the next little while is going to be very, very interesting. And um, we are very fortunately, as I mentioned at the top of this broadcast, uh, have already had the experience of the first shutdown. So we've got something by which to go by already, and that makes it all the easier for us to plan moving ahead. Now, uh, just a, uh, just a, on a final note, um, a lot of people have, were mentioning to me before uh, whether or not they should be uh, considering coming to market between now and Christmas. Now, those people that have spoken to me about this certainly know my feelings on it. But um, if we hadn't had this shutdown, uh, then I'd be ardently suggesting for anybody to come to market between now and Christmas. Now, I'm even more so of that opinion. The reason being is exactly as I said before. There will be a lot of people that now won't come to market that were planning to come to market because their circumstances have changed. If your circumstances haven't changed, then this might well prove to be an excellent selling opportunity. Uh, between now and Christmas, I know it sounds silly to, to say that as traditionally things do slow up towards Christmas, but things are going to slow up over the next six days. I mean, they, they just, they, they're mandated to. We're required to slow down. So I think that this is going to push activity, even uh, normal retail and buyer activity right up to the day of Christmas. You might find a little lull between Christmas and New Year's. That's quite natural. Um, but on the other side of that, it's going to go gangbusters. So if you're not quite in a position to be releasing your property between now and Christmas, then use this six day period um, to do those things around the house that you've been hoping to attend to and start thinking about release, early release, 2021 or to be ready uh, for release uh, just after the Christmas period and take advantage of that 
New Year's bump of inactivity uh, that we uh, we traditionally experience and that I think uh, will be even greater this year than in years gone by. So there's your latest COVID update. You can see this is my new office um, broadcasting from my backyard and this is where uh, I'm likely to do a whole lot more work over the next six or so days. I'll be fielding phone calls uh, from all of my clients. Uh, I've been fielding phone calls from many of my clients and I'll be fielding phone calls from anyone uh, that's seeking further advice on any matters pertaining to real estate uh, over the um, over the next six days. Um, so um, I'm an open resource and available to you. Now, on that similar vein, um, if you're following this page, then you might have noticed that I've just recently released an event for the 28th of November. It's an online event. Uh, it'll be via Facebook Live. So if you're watching this stream already, then uh, you've already got all the equipment you need to be able to tune in. Um, and it's at seven o'clock at night. And I'm going to be sharing, it actually asks, you know, should you be getting into real estate? And the whole idea of this information session is to essentially save you years in the evolution of your real estate career should you come to real estate. It'll save you years of heartache by maybe informing you that maybe you're not right for real estate. So if you've ever wondered whether or not real estate was a career for you and perhaps this well, perhaps the events of the last 24 hours have led you to believe that what it is that you're doing now isn't uh, fulfilling and uh, perhaps you're seeking more freedom into the future. Um, maybe it's just that you're interested in properties and you like people and you think that this uh, industry is a, a really uh, lovely uh, combination of uh, both of those interests. Well. If you've ever had that thought about whether or not you should be getting into real estate, well, I hope to not only uh, shed some light on that, the answer to that question for you, but I also hope to help those people that are intending to get into real estate save years by giving you the, the, the benefit of my 24 years of experience and having sold over a thousand properties and still, after all these years, remaining relevant in real estate with perhaps the best social media game in the country. So um, thanks, Jill. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You keep safe as well. Um, I'll keep bringing you the information, Jill, and everybody else out there, and I'll look forward to uh, talking with you next time. Cheers, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Property Pulse podcast. We've now had over 15,000 downloads. So thank you to everybody who's been tuning in. And if you have, then you've found a home here on the podcast. So please subscribe. And that way you'll receive notifications every time we upload a new episode. Thanks again for joining us and I look forward to bringing you more next time.